welcome to Through the Marketing Lens, a podcast designed to propel your business forward. I'm Katrina, your host, marketing obsessor, and an entrepreneur turned business and marketing strategy coach for women who want to start, grow, and scale their businesses with power. I see what works and what doesn't, and I'm going to share it all. I'm showing up for you here every Tuesday to deliver business tools and strategies in fluff-free episodes. So let's dive in together. Oh, hello there. Welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. Today is all about identifying who your ideal client is and going beyond that with what to even do with that information. I'm really excited about this episode because this is a major tool and I know it gets a lot of airtime, but people don't always know what to do with that information. And that's a big miss. When I first started my very first business venture, I was very unclear about who my ideal client was. I remember very clearly someone asking me who my ideal customer was. And I answered something like, I have something for everyone. And ages 18 to 80, verbal barf, basically. And frankly, I just didn't spend enough time figuring it out because I didn't know why I needed to be clear. And knowing what I know now, I see how much money I left on the table. So I want to walk you through a pretty quick exercise to give you clarity around who your ideal client is. And then even more importantly, how that translates into sales for you. Here's what we have to be really focused on when we're building our businesses. We are not selling to ourselves, right? I know that that gets lost in the throes of our day-to-day business. And you may even feel like, oh, but I am the client. That's cool. But getting even closer to who the ideal customer is, is really important. And we forget that our customers aren't necessarily exactly us. So another way a friend put this all to me was pick a muse like Woody Allen does for his movies and then create around them. This really stuck with me. So I'm going to use the word muse from here on out. I just like that word better for what we're doing. I'm going to give you 12 questions to ask yourself about your muse. Then this may sound crazy, but I want you to draw your muse, name him or her, and I'm going to ask you to pin this up somewhere where you're going to see it often when you're working. I do this with my long-term clients who are just starting out and depending on where they're working, they might put it on their um, computer or pin it in their office. So here's the questions. If you're not in a space where you can write these down and do the exercise with me, that's okay. I want you to come back to this exercise though. Don't stop listening. I want you to hear the rest of this now, but promise yourself you're going to come back and do these 12 questions. Number one, is your muse a man or a woman? Number two, what is their age range? Pick a 10-year span. Number three, are they married, divorced, if not married? Explain why. For example, maybe they're too young. And if they are not married, do they want to get married? Number four, where do they live? Pick a region or an area. This can be on the coast of the U.S. somewhere or in an urban area, just get as specific as you can as to where they live. 
Number five, what is their socioeconomic status? Number six, are they highly educated? Explain. If they're not educated, why not? Number seven, what are their hobbies and or interests? List as many as you can. I'll give you some examples. Coffee drinker, exercise often, interested in health, travels out of the country, if they're U.S.-based, wherever they live, um, travels out of the country as much as possible, dines out with friends. Those are just a few examples. Number eight, what's something she does almost every single day? For example, maybe she takes her kids to school. She eats healthy food. She drinks wine. She goes on runs. You get the idea. Number nine, do they have children, grandchildren? Explain. Number 10, do they work? If not, have they ever worked? Explain. Number 11, what social media platforms would you find your muse on almost daily? Identify two. Number 12, what is something they struggle with in their daily life? This can be anything. I just want you to be able to connect with them. So I like to answer these questions, and I want you to as well, with a lot of specificity. And what I mean by that is I don't want you to settle for your first answer. I want you to give yourself a few run-throughs to learn as much as you can. And sometimes when you go through this exercise, you realize more and it's easier to do kind of a brainstorm and um, just write. Don't stop writing. Write more than you think that you should. I don't want you to just have an idea of who she is. I want you to be able to visualize her. And I keep saying her because obviously my muse is a woman. My muse is most likely you. So now this is what I think is the really fun part. I don't care where you are on your business journey. This is always worth your time. I want you to find colored markers if you have some. And I want you to draw her from head to shoes. Is she in heels or sneakers or is she barefoot? Is she put together? Is she carrying something like maybe a child or a purse or maybe she has nothing in her hands because she's young and free? I want you to get to know her in this drawing of her. Is her hair really put together? Is it, um, is she in workout clothes? Like what is she doing? What is she feeling? I want you to write words around her that will connect with her based on the answers that you just gave in those 12 questions. For example, if she is a wine drinker, I want you to write the word wine. And I want you to think about what this muse that you've created is feeling and how you can have a conversation with her. What are some of the things that she would bring up because they matter to her? You need to write words that would trigger her. And basically what you're doing is creating a cheat sheet for yourself with buzzwords that will perk up her ears so that she realizes, oh, she gets me. But I want you to be really specific when you can. Like if she likes coffee, that's cool. But do you know, is she a Starbucks drinker? Like how deep can you go with some of these answers? These words are essentially your lifeline to her so that she can feel connected to you, like I said. So I do want you to scribble it out, but create a piece of art that you can 
put somewhere and I want you to have 20 to 30 words on there. And the reason I want you to come up with these words and make sure you're writing it on this piece of paper is so that you have an arsenal ready and waiting and you don't have decision overload. Sometimes when we're trying to post on social media and we're not thinking this deep, right? We're just kind of trying to get that post done. So if you have this ready for yourself, you're just going to write better. You're going to write better copy on social media and allow those words to trigger her so that she'll listen up and actually read your post. You're going to write better email copy. The more you're speaking to her in her copy, the more she's going to feel connected to you and she's going to keep reading as opposed to maybe not opening or maybe she would have only read half. When you're doing videos, you're going to have an idea of what she cares about, right? So you have those words on there. So if you're using the buzzwords or even the topics that will resonate with her more, when you're showing up in your lives, using these words that are going to connect with her, I promise you it is big. It's cutting through the noise. We are in such a saturated world with our video content and all that stuff. You're making it smaller for her. When you are making a decision about your new services that you're going to offer, for example, you're going to make better choices because you're going to have better ideas. This is not just a fluffy exercise, you guys. This is how you zero in on who your muse is and who you're talking to. So when you hear that you need to get clear on your client, this is why, but I'm also helping you get even deeper and having a visual of her really does change just the knowledge, right? It's at your fingertips, but you're also able to see it. And as human beings, we are very visual beings. That's how we lead with our eyes. So create something that you can take in visually. When your marketing gets clearer, you're going to be more pointed and I want you to be more consistent. So you will undoubtedly see a difference in who is attracted to you. It's going to change that for you the more clear you are. And that's a good thing. You cannot do business with everyone. You cannot. It's not possible. So you need to focus on who that person is, who that muse is, and talk directly to her. This is a first step in your really, really strong marketing. And good marketing leads to sales and money, right? You still need a strategy. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you this is everything right here. No, no, this is just the beginning. But good strategy without the clarity around who your muse is is only going to work to part of its potential. Because you are being more clear, you're going to see more followers on social media, right? People are going to resonate with your posts so much more. This is where people share stuff because they think, oh my gosh, yes, she's speaking to me, right? When you share a post, what makes you do that? Think about that. More people are going to read your emails, especially if you're using really good subject lines with some of these words. More people are going to join your email list because when you ask them to join your email list, you're going to be using words that actually resonate with that person. And all of these are going to lead to sales. Be consistent with your words. And my best advice to you is to do this again. Put a calendar uh, alarm 
so that you revisit this exercise in three to six months. You'll be amazed at how much your business will evolve and how much more you will know. So the more often you do this, the more you're going to actually create sales for yourself. I actually have an entire lesson on this in my new course, which is building a badass business. I basically created this course to be a less expensive way for someone to get access to my methods of marketing and guiding you around to actually how to start your business all the way to building a repeatable marketing plan that will make sales over and over and over. I'm in the middle of my beta testing right now. And we already have women saying that they're doing things in one day that has taken them months to actually try to do. Isn't that cool? That's basically everything to me. This is why I'm doing everything that I'm doing. I want business to feel unintimidating. If you're just getting started in your business, get on the wait list for building a badass business. We are open on the wait list and you'll be the first one to know about when it actually opens up. Um, that wait list is on my homepage on my website, katrinaaronson.com. And in other news, next week, we're going to be talking a bit about social media, which I know is interesting to a lot of people and some of the must do's, a couple of things that have really worked in my business in particular. You guys, I am endlessly grateful for you trusting me with your time. These episodes are meant to propel your business forward because I wish someone had guided me when I first started out. So if you like what you're hearing, please, please go rate it and review my podcast. Share it with someone else that this would resonate with. I would really appreciate it. And that's how these little engines grow. I will see you next Tuesday on Through the Marketing Lens. Thanks for being here.